episode 19 Midwest Baseball Ranks podcast right back at you here and we are presented by Joey's Red Hots you've heard me talk about in the past couple weeks go check them out right away grab a slice of pizza grab a Chicago hot dog whatever you guys are looking for they specialize in all the catering the food trucks and everything if you're looking for some food for some catering got a party coming up you got a baseball tournament uh, whatever you guys need Joey's Red Hots is the place to go best food around best service best prices so uh, you combine those three things, you're not going to find anything better. Go get you a slice of pizza today. Go get you a hot dog. Go get my favorite, the Euro Burger. Do it. Get some fries on the side. Get some gelato at the Orland Park location, wherever you're going. Check them out, guys. Joey'sRedHats.com. Joey'sRedHats.com. Episode 18, here we go. I got a special guest on the line with us, Keith Isaacs from Team Ohio Baseball. Uh, a lot of great stuff from Keith over there. does a great job and uh, really really enjoyed speaking with him and uh, getting to know what they're all about. They do a fantastic job over there. Got a real strong team at his age and uh, just a good program that they're building and lots of good things to come from them. So uh, stick around, enjoy this great interview. Go check us out, guys, MidwestBaseballRanks.com. Plenty of new things coming, plenty of new things that are already out, stuff you don't want to miss on. Guys, make sure you follow us on Instagram. That's where you're going to find all the latest and greatest breaking news. Midwest Baseball Ranks on Instagram, Midwest Ranks on Facebook. Guys, go check us out. Shoot us an email. Let us know some advice. Show us some questions, whatever you guys are looking for. Um, a lot of big things coming, a lot of things out. And uh, this interview is presented by none of them Beastmen. Beastmen, you've seen them. You've seen them on Instagram. I've seen them on Instagram. They're blowing up right now. Good people over at Beastmint. Uh, digital trading cards, man. This is the future. This isn't, uh, we're not We're not opening up packs of baseball cards with bubble gum in them no more. This is the future. I'm telling you, your kids are going to want them once they see them. Get ahead of the curve because once everyone has them, you're going to be late to the game. So be that cool dad, be that cool mom, and get yourself a Beastmint card of your kid today. Go check them out. If you guys don't know what it is, they got a great video. What is Beastmint right there on the front page? I recommend looking at it. It's uh, fantastic video is going to lay it all out go check them out right away beastmint.com go check them out right now welcome back midwest baseball ranks podcast we got a special guest on the line with us i got keith isaac co-founder of team ohio nine u coach also does it all over at team ohio keith what's going on man hey guys good good thanks for uh thanks for having me on absolutely excited to uh get another ohio guest you're our second <laughs> ohio guest so we gotta we gotta get more into ohio so I yeah to have you on and talk talk uh talk about your ohio state here um you know let, let's get into team ohio um you know what's the background on it how long have you been doing it and you know talk about everything yeah. that it's, it's taken to get to where you guys are at yeah so so really we started uh team ohio in the fall of 2019 so really only a few years old um the organization was co-founded by myself and another gentleman named aaron steinbrenner um and really we started as one team in the beginning which was at the time my 7u team of course i'll be uh, 10U this season, but uh, they started 7U there in the, that fall. And um, and really over the last few years, we've grown to uh, six teams from the 8U age level up to 16U. So our 16U is our highest age in 2022. 
Um, and really, you know, through our second full season as an organization, um, collectively, we've won about 20 championships and uh, 14 tournament runner-ups in just a couple years. Our nine U team, actually, Gary Steinbrenner, uh, Gary Stortenbecker coaches, uh, they won the U Trip State Tournament last year in their first season. Um, so it's our first state title, which is which was pretty exciting. Kind of wish, kind of wish it was my team, but uh, but nonetheless was was happy one of us brought it home. So yeah, that, that's awesome. You know, getting put on the map, winning a state title. I, that's how it gets going. And I, I was looking at the website, and it looks like you guys are playing in some big tournaments. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, one of your teams is going to the Futures down in in Cary, right? If I'm not yep. uh, your team, or is that yeah. one of the other team? Yeah, so that's uh, that's my team. So I've had experience with um, Team U Team USA and USA Baseball for several years. Have players that have went through the NTIS and um, made it all the way down to the final stages. So I'm real excited for my team to get to get the exposure and um, really get ahead of it and play in front of the 12 U uh, Team Ohio or Team USA coaches. Um, and uh, have a have an opportunity to get there. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, real excited. That's great. I mean, you know, just being around for a few years and getting it to this level, um, it's not easy, right? I mean, especially being in Ohio, a lot of good baseball. Talk about, you know, all the grind it's taken behind the scenes work that you guys are doing. Yeah. So, so really, um, you know, one of the things for us, so Aaron and uh, myself, uh, we have a lot of experience. We, we ran in a, another organization in the area uh, for several years and grew that organization from uh, four teams to 14 teams. So um, we did that in a couple of years. But really, um, in the back of our minds, we always wanted to always thought we wanted to do our own thing. We, we didn't found that organization, um, but we really want to uh, kind of do our thing. And we had some ideas that. Uh, we wanted to implement and, and really just have a bigger impact across, you know, the state and region. And so we named team Ohio just because we thought that, you know, we're going to be playing in other States and other regions. And we want to represent, uh, represent the state. We have kids from all across the state from North of Columbus down to Cincinnati. Um, each year we have, you know, kids coming in from really all, really all over the place. Um, so it's been a, it's been a been a fun ride so far, and, and looking to to continue uh, building. So, and we we talked before, but one thing that's unique about our organization is, uh, you know, we only field one team per age level. So, um, you know, there's been times where we've we've had uh, teams reach out and coaches reach out. Um, if we have a, a good team in in place at that age level. Um, unfortunately, we, we just don't uh, feel that other team and we keep a, you know, our focus has always been quality over quantity. So I'm um, looking to field the best team possible at each age level and, you know, not getting that AB team situation that um, we see, you know, with other programs. So, yeah, you know, I, I appreciate that answer. Um, you know, I wanted to kind of piggyback of what you said about you wish that it was your team that, that won that first <laughs> title. Let's be honest. Like, if you win it at the 10U level or the 9U last year level in the state of Ohio, you deserved it because the top of your state with Upper Arlington and Springsboro and, and Midwest Prospects and the now the Hit Dogs and Ohio Elite and all them, I mean, there's, there's some really good teams up there and that's a grind. So, you know, yeah. you guys 
compete and you win at the top levels and, and you compete against top teams and you have a lot of top teams in your own state, you know, can you talk about a little bit of the importance of, of being able to see those top teams, even in your own backyard scrimmages and, and league play and everything else? Can you talk about the importance of how that benefits you going out of state and seeing the other teams out of state? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we've always recognized that um, really it's critical um, to players' development uh, to to play really good competition. So, um, you know, we want players to play loose. They play best when they're loose. But uh, we really push the players across the organization um, by playing the best and constantly challenging. So it can mean traveling further uh, to find top teams, going out of state, um, different regions playing up in age level. That's something my team's always done is uh, generally play up. We play play a local league um, that we played last year. We played at the, the uh, 10U age level when we were nine, um, end up winning that league. But great experience to see the kids that are, you know, bigger, faster, stronger, um, and uh, get that experience a- against them. But, but no, it's, uh, you know, our coaches spend a ton of time working on players, you know, with their pitching, hitting, fielding, catching, speed and agility, arm strength, all that stuff. And, you know, the measurables are important um, and will always be important. But at the end of the day, you know, for us, it's, you know, when college coaches and professional scouts are evaluating your players, um, they're really measuring them against their peers on the field. Um, and what we're trying to do is keep our players, um, you know, at the level and, and get them above their peers. So, um, when we're playing kids in the South and, you know, these other areas that are, you know, always filled with, with a ton of talent, if we can have our kids out there competing at a, at a high level, then when the time comes when they're in high school, um, they're never, you know, never shook by the competition level or, um, you know, that those times when they're out there having to perform at a high level in front of a college coach or, or professional scout in some cases. I love that you talk about the high school level. That's, uh, that's what the goal should always be. I, I've said it in previous episodes at, when these kids are eight, nine, 10, 11, the goal should be doing something in high school and getting them prepared for that. So I, I love when coaches mention that because it's something I love talking about. So yeah, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that you passed the, you passed the test. <laughs> good, 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 good. Keep passing. Uh, so, you know, it seems like you guys got a good roadmap here. You, you, you're putting a lot of thought into what you're doing with the scheduling and everything like that. You know, what's some, uh, you know, advice that you could have for the audience if, you know, they're starting a program or looking to build upon theirs to get to that next level? What, what's some advice do you have for them? Yes. Yeah, so so my, really my advice, I think, is uh, for anyone looking to start a program or build on an existing program would be to, you know, really have a plan and figure out exactly um, what you're trying to accomplish. So as I mentioned before, you know, one of our parameters in our organization is we're just not going to have two teams at age level. We're going to cut it off. We're going to have the best team possible um, and, and really make sure that the product on the field um, is as best as it possibly can be. So we put a lot of focus and energy towards our brand. That's another thing um, we do. Uh, we want to make sure when Team Ohio shows up to play, um, they have the coaches and players that re- represent all of us in our organization. So um, there's, like I said, there's no scenario where it's a, uh, oh, look, that's the B team. It's going to be an easy, easy game against Team Ohio. Um, I'm really completely confident. So is uh, Aaron and our coaches that anytime we show up to a high level tournament, no matter where it is, 
um, any one of our teams have a realistic chance of uh, of competing and winning it. So, but uh, you know, we we realized you know our organization. You know, we can't teach every kid in the state the game of baseball. It's just not realistic, and we don't have the capacity. But uh, you know, our focus is really taking the top players. Um, and developing them and elevating them in all facets of their game to be successful at the high school level um, and really have the opportunity to play collegiately, some cases professionally. And it's just what we've been successful at doing for, for several years now. Yeah, and you're right. You, you guys, you, your kids come out with a swagger to them. You know, you, you see them walk out on the field, their jerseys are clean, they're wearing their knickers, they got the nice tall socks on. You know, they, they come out with a swagger, you know, and, and I think that's a testament to your coaching and making sure that they're having fun as well as the fact that, like, hey, this is this is business too. Like, it it's yeah. fun, but it's still business, and we're going out there and we're going to do a job and we're going to do the job right, and that's that's how it's going to be, win, lose, or draw it's we're gonna play the game right you know so how do you go about finding the right kids in order to 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 keep that momentum going to keep succeeding the way that you are obviously ohio is a loaded state um especially at the top of the state um but the one thing that i've noticed about ohio is that yeah the top of your state is really top heavy but those middle tier teams are still really good baseball teams that can really really get to somebody and that to me as as a coach that tells me that there's a lot of good baseball players inside of the state of Ohio that can make it difficult for you as far as recruiting kids and and parents and everything else so how do you kind of go about doing that and finding those those key players yeah, that's a, that's a great question, and and really, you know, those mid-level teams. I mean, you're right; it's it's definitely top he- top uh, heavy. Certainly, in my age division, ten U age, there's there's you know a handful of really good teams that you know we play against that you know could go either way at times. Yeah, and um, but you know, there's there's mid-level teams there. I mean, really, you know, um, it, our our program appeals to them because. Um, you know, we're, we're just to kind of feel like we're a step above in terms of development. And, and uh, like I said, our, we put so much energy and, and effort into our brand and uh, the product on the field. Parents and players, you know, recognize it. They, we see tremendous numbers at our tryouts. Um, they see us all over the state playing. They see our, you know, uniforms, the way we conduct ourselves. They go to social media, which we frequently engage uh, fans and coaches across the state. You know, our website, you mentioned you've been there, but it's really a hub for everything. It's Team Ohio. We keep it updated with news and accomplishments, tryout information, um, all that kind of stuff. So we understand, you know, we're in a digital world and, and we put a lot of focus on that. But, you know, in addition to, to that, you know, we have really great professional coaching and development really at all ages. I mean, we try to achieve great value for our families. Um, baseball is, is an expensive sport and we recognize that. Um, so we're constantly engaging with sponsors in our communities um, regularly. We're trying to negotiate pricing on resources and we in turn try and pass that savings along to our family. So our team fees across the board, um, we like to say are reasonable and affordable and we're not sacrificing the experience um, in that case. But, um, you know, we take a ton of over, we, uh, because of our partnerships, we won't have a, a, a ton of overhead costs and pass along 
you know, costs such as an indoor facility, for example, we have partnerships with, um, you know, people who own a facility and we're not having to pay for it during off season when, when kids are playing other sports and things like that, and we're not using it. But, uh, you know, we offer a sponsorship program. Um, a lot of our kids, a good, a good chunk of them, you know, will do the sponsorship, which a hundred percent goes back to the player. Um, and, and they'll, they'll play for free. It's going out, finding the, finding the sponsors and, um, it, it'll pay for it. And, and we we're very lucky to be able to have that opportunity for them. So. One thing you talk about the social media and a website and everything. Um, definitely good. Everyone out there, go check it out. Team OH baseball.com. Uh, I can't stress enough, uh, how important it is to have websites, mm -hmm. um, clean social medias and constantly updating and putting stuff out there. We had uh, Benny Elite on from Wisconsin uh, probably about a month or a month and a half, and I said the same thing about them. It stands out so much, and it's it's respectable, and it, it puts <laughs> your team ahead of every other, you know, a lot of other teams, even for something so small, but yeah. it goes a long way. So, for example, if you're trying to get an invite to uh, the USA Baseball like you guys are going to, and they go to your website and they see uh, a website that's got no information and whatever versus yours, it's so much easier to navigate. So whoever's doing your social yeah. media and your website, they're doing a great job over there. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate that. And yeah, like I said, it's part of our, you know, just overall branding strategy. But, you know, we have sponsors that reach out to us just generically through our website, you know, send the email through contact us. And they just want to give, you know, give us money to be on their, uh, put their logo on our website. And we use that money for, for our players. So if we have a kid who is, you know, going through financial hardship, then we use that for scholarships to pay for their fees and make sure we can allow every, every kid a, an opportunity uh, to play if they, if they want to. So. So, so <laughs> you, you don't just oversee your team and coach your team. Do you coach other teams within the organization or just your team? Yeah. So, so right now I'm uh, assisting with our 15 U age level. So, um, my, so I don't have a child on that team. I've, most of my experience has been as in a non-parent capacity. Um, but, uh, we have a great, uh, high school level coach on that team, non-parent as well. Um, but yeah, I, I really do enjoy helping the older guys out and staying in, in touch with, um, those guys on their recruiting journey and helping them out, asking, you know, answering questions for them. Um, and try and help the coaches as much as possible. So recruiting's a, you know, it's a, a lot of work. Um, we, we ask our players to do a lot of that work. So they're going to, you know, de develop the list of contacts with the college coaches. They're going to send those emails. Um, then the coaches are going to come watch them play. And we're constantly coordinating, you know, what coaches are going to be where and how we can put that player in that game you know, when that coach is there to watch them. So a lot of times, you know, at that, the older ages, uh, we're sacrificing wins and, and uh, uh, playing at, you know, winning tournaments and things like that, because it's, it's really a timing thing. So when we have a, a college coach comes up to us on the field and says, Hey, you know, who you got? Uh, if we know if it's a division one level coach, we're going to put our best pitcher on the mound. Unfortunately, you know, we thought we were going to save them for bracket play, but it just doesn't work out that way. We got to do what's best for the kid and get him the exposure. If we think he qualifies academically and um, is a good player, then, then we got to get him out in front. So, so I enjoy that part of it. Keeps me um, engaged with our older group. Our 15U team practices with our 16U team. So I'm familiar with all the kids and their strengths, what they're going through. 
um, you know, how they are academically and, and things like that. So I really try and stay in touch with all of our teams and make sure that um, they're all representing, you know, the brand and organization well. So. so a couple of things that I pulled from that, you focus on academics. So obviously you're, you're keeping up with their academics. You're keeping up with the recruiting, your coach, your own team. You're an assistant coach for the 15U team. Not to mention, you probably update a lot of your social media and take care of your website, and you have to manage the club. Can you please explain to me how you put this puzzle together? I I don't know how to do it. There's apparently a puzzle out there where if you build it in a certain amount of time, you win like a million dollars. This has to be that puzzle because I don't know how you do it. Can you explain yeah. to listener land out there? how you're able to do that and still have your family life too. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure your actual job as well. So yep. like, how do you do this? <laughs> yeah, I do. I work full time and, um, you know, got two kids. So, so, you know, we, uh, my, my family now, now I will say this, we've always been a baseball family and, um, we love, we love spending the weekends at the fields together and, you know, staying with at hotels, let the kids swim and then have all kinds of fun. But yeah, I, I mean, I really, I'd be lying if I said it's not hard work and a lot of time and energy. Um, it certainly is, but you know, I can, I can also say that, you know, Aaron and I, we've, we've made it easier ourselves. Aaron really does a lot of work, but, um, we've surrounded ourselves with, with great coaches. Um, we have great families in the organization. So some of the trade-off where, you know, we might be dealing with, uh, you know, unruly parents and some of those situations. <laughs> We're not having to deal with that. Coaches handle um, this stuff professionally. They, they have high expectations for their kids. So we really don't have a lot of, um, you know, interorganizational issues that, that we may have to deal with. Um, so a lot of that time that we, we dedicate to the organization is really spent um, on trying to grow and make it better helping them out. But, um, but no, I, I mean, I've got a few shout outs, but definitely our, our coaching, you know, our coaches are great. Uh, Matt McLaughlin coaches our eight U team. This is going to be their first season. I'm real excited about them. As I mentioned, Gary Stortenbecker won the state tournament, Matt Mahaffey, Randy Paul and Noah Martin, Logan Ritter. This guy's coach at our high school age level and, and they coach at the, the high school um, at, in high school as well. So, um, those guys are experienced. They run a you know high school program, so they're coming in the summer coaching these guys, and and they have high expectations. But you know we have a lot of parent volunteers that step up um, for uniforms and stuff like that. That uh, projects, you know, there's just too many to name. But um, our resources for you know development, Jeff and Zach Rebele, um at Reb Sports Academy. So we practice there as our our main indoor facility. Um, and we really partnered with them for the last few years um, for training opportunities. Jeff, Jeff Rebele, if, you, if you're not familiar with the name, uh, had 12-year career in Major League Baseball. But a lot of our kids work with him in um, infielding and things like that. But not many kids can say, you know, they're getting to work out with a guy who played right next to Cal Ripken Jr. on the left side of the Baltimore Orioles infield. So, so really cool there. But, uh, you know, we've got uh, – Great relationships with our local college programs. Jay King at UD, um, University of Dayton's been a great resource for our organization. Then, you know, Brad Tokarski with BSN and Under Armour, um, they make everything so easy for us on the equipment and uniform side. I mean, we, we, I, I can honestly say our, our kids have 
a lot of the best resources uh, possible. And, and, you know, at this age, I mean, they're all wearing Under Armour and, you know, representing great brands and um, we have a lot of help. So, like I said, it's, uh, it's definitely a collective effort that really uh, for all of us to, to get it done. And, and there's a lot of names I probably left out, but uh, really just thanks to all of them for, for what they do. And, and I just try and help when I can. So. No, I, I love it. I got, I got a question for you because I, I mm-hmm. keep thinking about it. Team Ohio is going to sound like a dumb question, but how do you think <laughs> the name? Because it's so simple, but so yeah. strong. Like it's a strong yeah. name, strong brand, yeah. but it, it's the, literally the simplest name ever. So did it just hit you or how did that yeah. go about? It really did. It really did. It just hit us. You know, we were thinking about um, mascots and things like that. And we're like, you know, we're just not, it's just not us. I mean, we're, you know, put a, put a duck on our head or something. I don't know. But we're, you know, we just thought, you know, we're like Team Ohio. We need something that represents us. You know, there's an Ohio Elite, there's Ohio Heat, and there's, you know, some of these big names that you recognize when when you're in the state. Ohio Nationals, you mentioned, is a, a good organization. But um, but yeah, we want to keep it simple, something everyone, you know, could recognize. And and like I said, when we're traveling and playing out state and other regions, um, we, you know, we want to make sure we're representing our state and, and, uh, where we come from. So. Yeah. I love it personally. When I was doing the ranking <laughs> six months ago, um, I, I had to like talk to my Ohio people some people I know in Ohio and I'm like, Hey, this is, a, is this a legit team or is it a showcase team or whatever? And they're like, no, they're a legit program. I'm like, I love yeah. that name. That is, that's cool. It's strong. Yeah. So, you know, something so simple, uh, but so strong. So proud yeah, of you appreciate guys that. that. Thank you. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you've been in the game for a while and, you know, you've been all over with coaching and, and managing, doing everything here. Um, I like to ask people that have been doing it for a while, like, what do we need more of in travel baseball or something we need less of? Uh, you know, how to keep growing this great game to be great? Yeah, that's a uh, it's an excellent question. I mean, if I if really, you know, thought about this, I mean, if I had to come up with one answer, I would say, you know, experienced coaching. Um, and let me start by saying I, I have the utmost respect for anyone that coaches baseball. Um, they definitely are volunteering their time, putting so much in their teams. Um, and, and really so often I see people and parents, you know, treat them like they're employees of theirs, and, you know, on their payroll. So I, I, I have a ton of respect for every parent, anyone who steps up and says, I'm just trying to teach these kids how to play baseball. And even if they're limited in their ability to teach, you know, they're getting them organized, they're getting them on the field, doing all the background, all the all the stuff behind the scenes that, you know, a lot of people don't recognize. So I do have a lot of respect for them. But I do see that the demand for travel baseball um, seems to be growing. I know, you know, when I was a kid, I certainly didn't have these opportunities. But um, I think there's more more parents and players looking to participate more than ever. Um, and I just don't think there's enough experience coaching to keep up with the demand. I mean, I've had plenty of mentors along the way and really been fortunate enough to help other coaches as well when they've asked for help. But uh, there's a ton of resources out there for coaches such as myself and other coaches that, you know, I've reached out to for help when I need it. Um, You know, I really wish that um, anyone who feels like they don't have the experience or feels like they can get better. um, I hope they look around and and try and find someone because what I've you know, come to over, understand over the years is that most most coaches in our um, I don't want to say business, but in our hobby or or what our sport, 
um, they, they certainly um, are always, you know, in my, in my case, when I've ever asked, they were always willing to help and, and donate time because they want to see the, the game grow just like we all do. So um, I always encourage coaches with, with less experience or um, anyone looking for help to just go ask. Find find someone you th you think is good. You know we, we're we're practicing sometimes with ma these major league ex major league players, and sometimes I just pick their brain and ask questions, and and they love to be asked. You know, <laughs> you know they love it. I give the kid, you know, the kids will take their cards and get them autographed, and you know they love that. And um, but but they want to be asked. I mean, you just you know you ask them about yeah. something, and uh, more than more than likely they're going to always step up and and help you out. So. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I'm a, I'm a parent coach. You know, when I first started, you know, we, we played two years of 8U baseball. So our first year of 8U baseball was rough and I didn't know what I was doing and, and everything else. I was fortunate enough to have an owner that, that did play professional baseball. And so I, I learned from him and he, yeah. he kind of tutored me along the way. And, and so I got better. Now I'm one of the coaches that other coaches come to to yeah. ask questions, but that doesn't stop me from during hitting lessons, talking to my son's hitting coach. Yeah. Hey, what are you seeing? What can I implement in my practices and, and yeah. taking it that extra step. And I think that you, you hit, hit the nail right on the head when you said, look, we're all learning. There's always something for us to learn. And if you think you're perfect, you're not. And I can guarantee that, you know, yeah. and if, if you are a baseball guy and you ask a baseball guy a question, they will want to talk baseball with you yeah. and that's okay. You yeah. know, like ask the question and that goes for all the kids out there too. If you're at practice and, and coach Keith or I, or, or Jim, or any of your coaches that go way over your head over something that we're trying to explain to you on a pickoff play that you're like, dude, I'm seven years old. I have no yeah. idea what you're talking about. Stop and ask the question. It's okay to ask the question at practice. That's when you need to ask it. So I, I really like that answer. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and just a, I got a, you know, funny story. We mentioned about coaching that eight you level. So in Ohio, eight you is um, mostly coach pitch. So, coach pitch, yeah. And mm -hmm. so I was, uh, you know, coaching, you know, non-parent. I'm coaching high school age teams. You know, kids, kids getting ready to go play college baseball, and and all of a sudden my kid gets that seven years old, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, I try and coach that team, and I'm thinking. You know, wow, this is uh, this is a different different game. <laughs> this is not the same. <laughs> yeah, so I had to take a step back. I'm asking our, you know, at the time I'm asking our nine uh, U and eight U coaches, you know, what do you do in these situations, and mm -hmm. what's the strategy here? You know, how hard are you throwing to the kids? You lob it in there? You throw it online? No. You know, what do you? What do you? What yeah, are you it's there, it's so. a, it's different for us here <laughs> in Michigan, and I think Illinois as well. We're Eight you was straight kid pitch. You know, we yeah. went from machine pitch to kid pitch, and I'm we skipped the little league kid pitch <laughs> portion of it too. Like, yeah. you know, our kids should have still been playing another two years of machine pitch according yeah. to little league rules. And here we are, six and seven years old, going into kid pitch. And I'm like, well, this is way out of my yeah. area of expertise. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We still we, we do seven, at seven. They start the kid or the kid pitch. So. Okay. Uh, I remember we were at a tournament in, in Indiana uh, at Volpe, and and uh, there was a seven or an eight U tournament going on, and it was kid or it was coach pitch. I've never seen it before, 
and the, they got the music blast and every batter and everything like this. And we're playing like a semifinal against like the Indiana Bulls. It's like a intense game. And man, that coach pitch is crazy. <laughs> that stuff yeah. is nuts, man. But it's all oh, right uh, into the fire. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, I mean, these kids are just hitting them all over the place and scoring a million runs. Yeah. It is exciting. I, I, uh, I always joke. I so or we had a, a guy who just throws great batting practice. Was a coach and. Um, he was he was our our pitcher, and at that age level, your pitcher makes or breaks you. Because if you don't have a coach that can put it where the kid needs it, or you know can throw with a little bit of velocity just to throw it on a straight line, um, you're in trouble. But uh, but yeah, I, I went in and filled in one time, and uh, he was he wasn't there for that game for for work or for whatever reason. And I remember filling in. I'm standing out there on the mound. I'm throwing, and I get to a point, and the game is like you know a one run game and we're, you know, the fifth inning I'm looking around and, and parents are just going nuts. You know, it's a high scoring, you know, nine, you, you know, you're stealing base. It's, it's like watching paint dry sometimes, but um, kids can't throw strikes, you know, and things like that. But um, it was, it was wild. I'm standing out there. I'm like, this is, this is probably the most nervous I've ever been on a baseball field is coaching this seven U game because <laughs> I don't, you know, people are going nuts and they're relying on me to throw, throw this kid a strike. He's on his last swing. He's got to swing no matter what, you know? <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool, but, uh, a lot of respect for the, the coach pitchers out there. So yeah, I got to ask, so you've done the coach pitch at least once. So when you're sitting in the hotel the night before and you know, the dads and everything are having a, a few pops, throwing a couple beers back. Yeah. Are you like, hey, I can't tonight. I'm, I'm pitching tomorrow. Or, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Luckily, our guy was always there. I mean, he was uh, pretty reliable. So, um, if he wasn't there the one time I filled in, but uh, no, nah, he was uh, he was pretty pretty reliable and he was cool under pressure. So, uh, worked out well for us. And we played. Was he yeah. icing as? <laughs> the, or, or or what was that movie with Henry Rowan Gardner where he's like the warm ice? Yeah. yeah. First you got to heat up the ice and then you yeah. just put it in your elbow. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, after that game we went out to uh, me and my wife and and the kids went to ease somewhere and I I sent out a picture to everyone and had I took an ice cube out of my drink and put it on my put it on the inside of my arm and sent a picture out to everyone and told them I was, I'm retiring from this. But, uh, but no, yeah, it, it, uh, no, he's great. He, he could, he's got a rubber arm. He could throw all day. So we're, we're lucky. Awesome, to have him. Man. I, yeah. I, I can talk about that any, anytime. That's just, it's some of my favorite stuff to talk about and we've all done it and we've come so long from it. And, uh, it's awesome. You know, starting them young yeah. and learning the game and that's great, man. <laughs> yeah. So next up, uh, we like to have a little fun with our guests here. We like to throw some random questions out at you. You give us your answers here, baseball related, some easy, some hard. And, uh, we like to have a little fun here. You ready for it? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm going to start you off a little here. Um, who's the best baseball player of your lifetime in your opinion? King Griffey Jr. Yes. yes, he's the best. Wasn't necessarily my favorite, but I'm gonna say he's the best. Yes, <laughs> I like that take. So he wasn't your favorite, but you still believe he was the best. I do, I do. Okay, all right. I, like I was that. a Frank, I was a Frank Thomas guy, big hurt all the way, but uh, but yeah, J Junior was unmatched there for, for several years. When I when I do a home run derby in in uh, the show 2021 with my son, I always choose Ken Griffey Jr. He's always Tatis oh, yeah. Jr. and I crush him every <laughs> single time. 
yeah. Could be the two coolest players to ever play the game, Tatis and Griffey, right? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. For a lot of swag, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, second question I got for you here. So would you rather be a bullpen catcher or the guy that does the scoreboard at Fenway Park that sits in there the whole game? A bullpen catcher, for sure. Best, best <laughs> professional position in the world. That's right. That's right. Yeah, very, very cool. A lot of good stories. I know a guy who was a, a bullpen catcher and, and had a nice little career out of it. But, uh, yeah, he's got great stories. So if I if I got those stories, I'm set. <laughs> so I'm going to piggyback off of that one just a little bit. And I'm going to actually go non-baseball related here for a second. If you could be – any professional if you're a professional athlete and you could choose any sport what position would you be so that includes golf tennis that includes curling if you wanted to football what is your position on any sport besides baseball yeah so i'm gonna say ooh, defensive end in football i'm gonna go de in football so i like it <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm a big guy. I always enjoy the 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 line, and man, this this defensive ends get after the quarterback. I just love that. So, you're 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 a Cincy guy. A little bit of Sam Hubbard. See it a little bit in you, Trey Henderson. (laughs) Yep. There you go. There you go. Um, Favorite seed flavor when you can actually chew them because we can't even chew them anymore because we always play on turf but yeah. when you can chew seeds what's your favorite seed so it's a hybrid so i i mix the ranch and the barbecue so oh. a barbecue ranch <laughs> yep <laughs> i never thought about that Why yeah I never yeah, thought about that? yeah i mean i've got kids on our team that'll mix the uh they've got the hot sauce ones now and you mix the hot sauce with ranch or you know, whatever. So a lot, a lot of good flavors. So I never thought about it. I like that. If you want cheek ranch in the other, mix them up. I like that. That's (laughs) multitasking right there. I like that. (laughs) All right. Last one. Um, What, what is your favorite baseball movie of all time? (laughs) You know, I, I, uh, I'm going to say for the love of the game, uh, you know, kind of a chick flick and, uh, my wife, my wife likes the movie. And, and so we can both agree on that. I would love to watch, you know, major league and probably a year away from getting to watch that with my son. But, uh, but right now, you know, if me and my wife can sound watch for love of the game, you know, I've got, I've got my kids, uh, you know, quoting the movie a little bit so it's uh it's keith, a good movie. keith next time next time we see <laughs> each other though what i want to do is i want both of our teams to get in the dugout and do the yeah. major league dugout dance with the stomping yeah. and stuff we got to teach them that and then we'll yeah. get it on tiktok and everything yeah exactly <laughs> yeah that's that's solid yeah <laughs> It's always a proud moment when you could introduce Major League to yourself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Yeah. Uh, next one yeah, I got for you here. So uh, what's a better meltdown? Was it George Brett and his pine tar meltdown or Terry Collins with my asses in the jackpot now? <laughs> That's a great question. That's a awesome. Great a hard one. I want to say George Brett, but something about Terry Collins just always made me laugh. I mean, I got to get Terry Collins. 
I watch that video constantly yeah. whenever yeah. it comes on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Favorite, he's favorite just something about Terry Collins. I don't know what it is, but uh, I think it's his voice, the way it sounds. Yeah, it's so much better. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's old school too. I mean, I love those old right. school managers. Yeah, right. yeah, <laughs> I love it. Uh, the last one I got for you here. Um, would you rather coach in a full on suit or completely barefoot? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that's kind of a tough one. I think I uh I'll go barefoot. I'll go barefoot, I think. So we've uh play anymore, you know, we play everything's on turf. So, you know, when the sun's out and that turf's probably pretty hot, you know, maybe it feels like you're at the beach or something. I don't know, but uh yeah, probably go go barefoot, keep it cash. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Would you wear Crocs at least? Yeah, well, uh, Crocs or a slides guy? I'm not a Crocs guy, and you know I'll do slides anymore. I've been wearing these Hey Dudes. You know my wife got me. A pair yes, of them. Hey Dudes are the best ones. You know I wear them out, but I also wear them at home, and she's always on me like oh, those aren't those aren't house shoes, but uh, yeah, but they yeah, feel like house shoes. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. Yeah, so. I probably get I got at least four pairs of Hey Dudes. I yeah. actually got my dad a pair of Hey Dudes for Christmas this year. Yeah, yeah, solid. So that's probably more. That's probably more me. So fair enough. Fair enough. I'll tell you what. I, I've been rocking these uh, these uh, like UGG slippers. I love them, man. So I'm not judging anything. Yeah, I'm on right now, and uh, <laughs> hey, whatever is comfortable is comfortable. Right? That's probably too expensive for my taste, but uh, that's why I got the slipper yeah, version. Yeah. I couldn't afford the boots or whatever. Those yeah. are too pricey for me. I'm Jim, I'm buying you a pair of UGG boots. I, <laughs> next time I see <laughs> you, you're gonna have a pair of UGG boots, and I want to see those on the baseball field. Hey, yeah. I told you, I, I tell people all the time, if I was 30 pounds skinnier, I'd be racking UGGs all the time. Look at Tom Brady. <laughs> I mean, I wear them all the time, and they're the coolest things that's in the great. world. I'm just not as skinny as him, so. <laughs> that's uh, right uh keith next question i got for you here we kind of wrap it up with uh all our guests with this final question um what's one moment in travel baseball for you that you'll never forget you know that moment that'll yeah. stick with you forever yeah this uh, great question I, I, i'm happy uh to finish with that one for sure because uh but you no know, yeah me personally you know I, a couple things i always remember you know the calls and text messages from you know all the players that I've been fortunate to coach when they've committed to play for a college or um, achieve something academically, you know, achieve making a team for an all-star event or named all conference area, whatever it is. But um, those are always, you know, great for me, but, but there was one, I'll, I'll give you a quick story here, but um, so we're playing last year in the, uh, the U-Trip state tournament. And um, it was my 90 team. We're in the tournament. We're in bracket play. We lost to to Upper Arlington. So my buddy Nate Smith, you guys had on great, great episode by the way. But um, we had on, we had, we were ahead the whole game. So we're we're leading. We get in the sixth inning, and um, they they hit in the bottom of six. They were the higher seed, and and they uh, won the game on a walk off. So so crushing, you know. But they're, but they're a great team. I give the credit. Listen, to I'm just gonna interrupt for a second. <laughs> But what is it with Upper Arlington and walk-offs? Yeah. They walked us off twice. They walked my team yeah. off twice in the same tournament. Yeah, Nate, they, they, if you're listening, Nate, I know you're listening. Too. <laughs> okay, you have two upsets. 
is right now about your walk-offs. Okay, yeah. go on with your story. Yeah, no, we yeah we beat them once and um, we lost to them. I think twice, but but this one was a heartbreaker. I mean, it felt like you know whoever won that game was was going to go win it all, and we were up the whole time and had a great plan. I you know I I had a guy who pitched that I was like you know it's kind of throwing off throwing them off a little bit. Um, Cause you bring a, a righty with a little bit of heat to them that, you know, they can, they can hit. Uh, that's a great hitting team, but, but I love Nate and I'm, I'm happy for them. But, but anyway, so the game ends and um, you know, the players are just deflated. And um, like I said, we thought, thought it was our day, but um, we packed up our stuff and we're walking out to the park. Um, and uh, my son, Caden looks up at me and says, you know, dad, I, you know, I just don't want to leave right now. And I think I said something like, hey, you know, just wasn't our day. You know, <laughs> let's, go, let's go home. Let's get in the pool. Let's, you know, do something else and, and uh, you know, f- finish out the weekend before we go, you know, back to work or school or whatever. And, um, you know, on the ride back home, so it's about an hour and 15 minutes from that park um, for us to get home. And I just thought about him saying that to me and how really how fragile that statement is and, um, you know, during that entire drive home, I really took a step back and I said, you know what, I think my purpose here um, and the only thing that really matters above all else is really for me uh, to do everything in my power to make sure these kids never want to leave the ballpark, because if I don't, they might not want to stay. And so I, I took that and, you know, what he said to me there and I just was like, you know, wow, you know, he, he doesn't want to leave. He, you know, he wants to stay. He wants to compete. Um, he just wants to be here at the ballpark and don't want to be home playing video games or any of that. And um, you know, my so so ever since then, my philosophies probably changed. Maybe I'm a little softer than I was. I, I don't know. But uh, my goal, you know, at every practice, every game, every tournament, everything we do um, for my team specifically is uh, really just make sure the kids want to come back and, and keep coming back. And if I can keep them doing that. Um, then I then I'll feel pretty good about myself at the end of the day. So that's a, that's a strong answer. I, I like that specifically because we talked about a, uh, maybe it was last or last week one of the episodes we talked about like truly listening to your kids and not just mm-hmm. hey you know kind of because they say crazy things and sometimes you know you listen sometimes you <laughs> don't but th- that's a perfect example. He said something so yeah. small and it like it shook you you know so like, yeah. Yeah, uh, that that's awesome, man. And again, yeah. like, I'm sure uh, <laughs> our kids have said that to us, and we just sometimes look over that. So that, that's yep. that's a great answer. I like that yeah. a lot, man. Thank uh, you, I appreciate that. Kids, it goes a long way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, it's just uh, keeping these kids, you know, to have the love of the game like I do, and hopefully um, keep them keep them in as long as possible. So that's the goal, man. I love it. Yeah. That's a, good way to wrap it up there that was an awesome <laughs> yeah. answer I, seriously that's a great answer but yeah we appreciate you hopping on keith forward uh following you guys along this season uh got yeah. a big schedule here some good tournaments and uh you know, I think your boys will be up for the challenge and uh, i can't wait to follow and see what you guys do um you know welcome anytime back on yeah. and definitely want to get out by ohio maybe that state tournament or something this year and check yeah. you guys out yeah no well thank you guys i mean really um you know, for having me on and be able to talk about our organization, but, you know, baseball in the Midwest and a uh, real big fan of what you guys are doing. I, you know, I think that, uh, you know, us in the Midwest, maybe we get overlooked a little bit, you know, in the South and yeah. out in the West Coast, real good baseball. But, you know, 
there there comes a point where the Midwest guys kind of catch up, you know, and uh, once they get to college and, and get, get into professional baseball, um, it, it's pretty cool. I think there's great talent in the Midwest, and um, I'm just happy to see, see guys like you showcasing it and getting it out there for people. So pretty uh, pretty excited. So thanks for having me, and um, definitely look forward to coming back sometime. Yeah, we appreciate you nailed it. We're trying to showcase the Midwest because we just need to show. We just need it out there because we yeah. have just as good a talent <laughs> as anybody out there. So that's right. Uh, I appreciate those comments, yeah. and we look forward to having you on again. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, Keith. Thanks, Keith.